how do we fill ourselves from the inside to find true happiness and peace? We were talking about the importance of being full from inside, not trying to fill myself with things from outside, whether it was food or alcohol or drugs or possessions or all of the materialistic things or parties or whatever it is. But I need to be full from inside because that's, that's the depth of fullness. The happiness that comes from the outside is both very fleeting and also very shallow. So how do we do that? How do we fill ourselves from the inside? Well, the beautiful aspect of it is that we're actually full to begin with. You're not filling something that has always been empty. Emptiness is our illusion. There's a beautiful, beautiful mantra, a, a sacred teaching in the scriptures that says, Purnamada, Purnamidam, Purnat, Purnamadachate, Purnasya, Purnamadaya, Purnameva Vishishyate. And what it means is that, the capital T that, the divine, universal, supreme that, is whole and complete and perfect. And this, which has been removed from that, created by that, created out of that, is also whole and complete and perfect. It's the, the spiritual equivalent of what we learn in junior high school math or elementary school math of the laws of infinity, right? Infinity divided by 100 is infinity. Infinity minus 100, infinity. Doesn't matter how much you take out of infinity, you have infinity left. You have infinity left where you started. That infinity has not become anything less. And all of that which you've taken, so if you divide infinity by 7 billion, you still have infinity. So that's what the mantra means, which is the divine is whole, is full, is complete. And since is infinite, and since we have been created out of that, therefore, by law of spirituality and law of science, we are also infinite. We are also whole. So that's actually our true nature. So the emptiness is an illusion. It's an illusion that Sadly, most of us start to develop at a very young age. And we start to develop it at a young age by people around us doing the best they can. They're not trying to harm us usually. But the messages that we get are that our worth is based on what we do. Oh, clean up your room and be mommy's good girl. Right? Oh, you got an A on the exam, daddy's big boy, right? Did all the dishes, mama loves her baby boy, right? Whatever, whatever terms of endearment our parents used for us, what we learned very, very early is 
when I do these things, I get love. Peed in the toilet, pooped in the toilet. Oh, mama's big boy, big girl, right? Now, and it's, and it's not the words. It's not big girl or big boy. It's, it's the feeling. It's that sense of oneness and connection with mom, with dad. I'm whole when I do what they want me to do. I clean my room, I get an A, or when I'm younger, I pee and poop in the toilet, whatever they're, they're trying to get me to do. When I do it, I experience connection. My earliest experience of completion, fullness, wholeness. But what it teaches us is that experience is based on what you do. So I don't bring home an A. Something else happens. I'm no longer worthy of connection. Or having nothing to do with me. Mom's going through a hard time. Mom got fired from work. Mom got yelled at by her boss. Mom's best friend died. Mom and dad are fighting. Whatever the, the millions of different reasons may be, no matter what I do, no matter how many times I go to the bathroom and the toilet, no matter how many times I clean up my room, no matter how many times I get A's, I'm still not getting that sense of connection with mom because mom is somewhere else. Mom is distracted. Mom's not giving me that. Dad's not giving me that. And so what I learn is I'm not whole until I get that. And up until this moment, doing these things got it for me, but now that doesn't work anymore, which makes the universe a scary place because we no longer know how to find it, makes us run frantically throughout our lives trying to find it. in our social circles, in our relationships. Because we move beyond just mom and dad. Okay, I'm not going to get it from them. Let me get it here. Let me get it there. Let me get it there. And if not, well, then let me get it from alcohol. Let me get it from drugs. Let, let me have something that gives me an experience of not feeling empty. But the whole premise is wrong. The entire drama is based on a false premise, which is that you are not whole to begin with. That what you did or do is what gives you that. No. So first, we have to really, really begin by recognizing, first intellectually and then, of course, experientially, that there is... Nothing we're lacking. There are no holes in us. Sure, we've all had bad things happen. I'm sure if we went around and took all night that everybody would have a chance to tell the pain that they've been through, the way that they were betrayed, the way that they were abandoned or they were harmed or whatever it is that has given us that pain, that sense of a hole. But the only reason that those things have made me feel 
empty is because I have lost touch with my own sense of fullness to begin with. And so it's important that we realize we're not going into a state of fullness from emptiness, but we're simply re-remembering the state of fullness that has always been there and that I've never lost. I've just turned away from it. I'll share a personal funny story on this. I, I think I've shared it in here before. But when I was 17, I went to Paris. And in Paris, we wanted to see all of the sites, of course. And one of the sites that we wanted to see was the Arc de Triomphe, which lies on the main big street of Paris, the Champs-Élysées. The Arc de Triomphe is there. And I had my map out, and we were, we were looking at the map, and we're looking down the Champs-Élysées, and there's no Arc de Triomphe. Now, this was in the days before mobile phones, but I literally found a payphone, and I called my parents in Los Angeles from Paris, and I said, I think the Arc de Triomphe has moved. <laughs> True story. My mom said, probably not. And I said, no, really? She said, look at your map. I said, I'm looking at my map. And yes, we're standing on the Champs-Élysées. And I'm looking, and there's no Arc de Triomphe. So she says, well, are you sure that you're looking in the right direction? She said, maybe you've got the map upside down. At which point, of course, we realized, oh, yeah, we had the map upside down. And if we turned around, there was the Arc de Triomphe just behind us on the Champs-Élysées, exactly where it was meant to be. And as horribly embarrassing as the story is, I, I still love to share it because it's such a beautiful real-life example of what happens internally. It's there. But we're facing in the wrong direction. We've turned away from it. Nobody purposely hid it from my view. It wasn't the malicious world that made me not be able to find it. It was just my, my vision was literally upside down. I had the map upside down. Therefore, I was faced in the wrong direction. And so when we realize that we are full, when we realize that even just intellectually, okay, I believe that, well, that's the first step. I had to believe the Arc de Triomphe had not moved before I was going to take my next step of locating it. So we know it's there. But now the question becomes, well, okay, how do I find it? And the answer is literally the same. Turn around. Instead of looking this way, which we've done our whole lives to feel full, where can I find it? Who can I spend time with, be with, date, marry, give birth to? Who will finally make me feel whole? What can I buy, wear, own, eat, drink, smoke, achieve? 
that will make me feel whole. Instead of looking in that direction, we turn around and we look in this direction. And the minute that you do that, what we realize is, I am whole. In this breath, right now. Doesn't mean I don't have goals. Doesn't mean there aren't things in the world I'd like to achieve. Doesn't mean there aren't parts of me that I'd like to work on. Wholeness and anger are not mutually exclusive. Being constantly aware of your wholeness and anger are mutually exclusive. But just because I recognize my wholeness doesn't mean that I'm gonna, that I'm suddenly perfect in life, no. We still, we have things we still work on, goals we may want to achieve in life. But the lack of achievement of them, or the lack of getting rid of my anger, or overcoming my jealousy, or stopping my, you know, resentment or frustration, that doesn't make me any less whole. It just makes me a human, a work in progress. The soul is, the soul is whole. The soul is perfect. Complete, divine, made from the infinity. But the rest, the rest of us is a work in progress. And that's the point. We grow, we learn, we experience, we pull back another layer, we grow, we learn, we experience, we pull back another layer. Until ultimately, there's, there's no layers left to pull back and we're face to face with that wholeness. But even before that happens, just keep reminding yourself, literally, I'm whole. I'm whole, I'm complete. Put post-it notes everywhere. Literally, wherever you turn, wherever you look, on your mirror, on your computer screen, on your phone, I'm whole, I'm complete. And you'll start to experience it because it's the truth of who you are. It's like if you said to me, well, how do I, how do I become a beautiful young woman? Well, I'd say to you, well, you are a beautiful young, young woman. Just look in the mirror. You don't need me to do anything. If you can't see that you're a beautiful young woman, either there's something wrong with your mirror or there's something wrong with your eyes. But neither of them requires me to fix you or me to give you a list of things to do to make yourself more beautiful. Because you are beautiful. And so it becomes just about fixing the mirror or fixing the eyes. And it's the same thing with wholeness. There's not a list of 10 things I can give you and say, well, do these things and you'll be whole because you are whole. It's just remove the film which again is all of those voices we've heard our whole lives that said, you're not good enough if you don't do this or be like that. Why can't you be like your sister, be like your brother, be like the neighbor? 
it's harmless enough when parents say it, they think, but the message that it gives children is, I'm not enough. I need to be more. But you already are more. And your parents were 20-somethings doing their, the best that they could figure out how to do at the time, but we all get that, that conditioning. But the minute that you really go in and witness and observe, what you'll see is there's wholeness. There's nothing needed. It's all there. <laughs>